For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. And I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. This is a podcast all about weather. We are two broadcast meteorologists in Dayton, Ohio. And we just can't stop talking about weather. So when we're not on TV, we figured why not jump behind the mic to answer your weather questions and talk about all things meteorology. Now remember, you can listen to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast anytime you want on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and WHIO.com. Hey, McCall. Hey, Kirsty. We're here uh, at a different location today. Yeah, it's another vodcast episode. So if you're listening, there is going to be a video version of what we're discussing. Yes. And if you're watching, well, hopefully you get to enjoy this as much as we are. Mm-hmm. We wanted to keep with the fall theme since it's October. Yeah. We've had kind of an interesting fall so far. We've had a little bit of a delay when it comes to really seeing a lot of the fall color. Mm-hmm. But we have not had a delay when it comes to cold. We kind of just skipped right to winter <laughs> nighttime temperatures. Yeah, and our discussion today is really going to play into not just the past few weeks of weather that we've had going all the way back to summer we had uh, a significant rainfall early in the summer then we had some really, really hot days yeah. so that not only had an impact on um, a delayed reaction with the leaves turning but also had a delayed reaction or impacted pumpkins exactly a lot of fall crops so we're gonna be talking of course with a local farmer about all of that mm-hmm. and uh, on this awesome hay, hay bale <laughs> we have them with us yeah we have uh, Stuart Young, farm manager for Young's Jersey Dairy. If you're not from the area, uh, everybody that lives locally knows, knows about Young's yeah. Jersey. I would say, I mean, Eastern Ohio, I feel like Western Ohio, most people would know, even outside of the Miami Valley. Yeah. They know who you are. You're a big deal. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind Glad of to have deal. you here. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about Young's Jersey and what you guys have here? Yeah. Um, the farm basically is a dairy farm. Um, and over the last 30 years, we've kind of cr- turned it into a agritourism retail. We make ice cream here. We make cheese uh, from the milk with the cows. And, um, but we continue to do all the agricultural activities mm-hmm. that uh, a regular farm does, just not on the same scale. We're just a little smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's still a working farm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like a working farm. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, and uh, people come here and, and they get a little bit of farm life and, and enjoy the activities that we have here for them. Yeah, it's really exciting. I know I brought my daughter here and if you don't know, uh, I have a two-year-old and we got to go see the cows. Uh, we got to go into like a little kitty area where you have mm-hmm. areas that's like a bouncy house, mm-hmm. some slides, they stack up the hay bales. They kitty have, corral, yep. yeah. Yeah, kitty corral. <laughs> uh, lots of really fun things for children. They've got batting cages for grown-ups yep. and, and putt-putt golf, is that mm-hmm. right? Miniature golf. Miniature golf. And then of course you can do all the farm stuff. Like you said, you can go take a, a tractor ride, out to, yeah. a, uh, to the pumpkin patch. Yeah. Corn maze. Corn yeah. maze. See, yep. there's a lot going on, and like you said, it has all the other farm stuff with it too. Yep. 
So let's talk about the pumpkins. I know um, that weather, especially summer weather, has a big impact on how pumpkins do. Yeah. Um, the spring, uh, the fall is kind of mimicking the spring. You okay. know, we kind of went through April as a cool, um, below average month. And then all of a sudden it got to be the first of May and it just poof, warmed right up to 80 degrees. And um, so the fall's kind of doing the same thing. You know, we were uh, planted wheat uh, two weeks ago today, actually, in 92 degrees yeah. and uh, in a sleeveless shirt. And here we are in 30s and 40s and 50 degrees. So it's kind of about turnaround. The pumpkin crop really doesn't go into ground till June. Okay. And um, so the spring really didn't have any effect on uh, the pumpkin crop. What really uh, happened here in central Ohio, now northern Ohio is a totally different story, right. northern Indiana, um, the, our weather patterns have changed here to the point where we get, uh, uh, we don't get all day soaking rains anymore, we just get pounded mm -hmm. and then the sun comes right back out. Right. And pumpkin is a vegetable just like tomatoes and peppers and everything else. And so they have a lot of water in them. And uh, so we started off with a really nice crop, um, although we did have to replant uh, because we got chased out of the field while we were planting and we got four inches that day and oh. then just drowned them out. Mm -hmm. So we had to replant. And, uh, but what happened to the pumpkins here locally uh, this summer? Uh, a lot of loss that really hot weather we had around Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, unusually wet August. Um, and they just kind of got cooked, mm -hmm. and uh, for lack of a better term. And uh, they have a lot of water in them, and you have a lot of hot direct sun. And now the later planted pumpkins, they hung in there pretty good because they weren't quite as far along. But a lot of vegetation, made a lot of fun fungus, mm -hmm. and a lot of the vegetation died right there um, towards the end of August. And so the sun, the pumpkins, the vegetable part of the pumpkin was exposed to the uh, sun and a lot of them just cooked. So it's, uh, it's just one of those years. Northern Ohio, much drier, yeah. uh, same heat, but much drier conditions. And they had a much better pumpkin crop in the northern part of the state, northern Indiana. Well, you still have a lot of pumpkins here. And for those of you that aren't watching the podcast right now, the video version, you can see just behind us the gorgeous pumpkins that you have. They're pretty big size, even though you said that they were impacted. Oh, a little smaller than normal. Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, last year we just had a phenomenal crop because yeah. we had the perfect conditions for the summer. And uh, they're very sensitive to weather change. Pumpkins like dry. They like mm -hmm. warm and they like it dry. Yeah. And um, so we had a great August last year. But uh, you know, the, one of the other crops that we grow here is alfalfa. Ooh. The ideal time to grow alfalfa or plant alfalfa is August. Kind of like planting your yard, yard at home or lawns. Uh, August is a good time for seeding that type of crop. And we never had a opportunity here in August where we dried out enough that we could seed alfalfa. That's just how wet we were right here in this locale. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, uh, you know, they had plenty of water. Um, my neighbors are harvesting phenomenal corn crops. Mm -hmm. um, soybeans have been great. 
um, 60, 70, 80 bushel yields on soybeans, uh, corn well into the 200 bushels. So those crops, once they get up right, they and get going, they can handle that water. Mm -hmm. And uh, But pumpkins are a crop that are very low to the ground and uh, sitting on the ground. And so it just is a different thing for them. What about hay? You had said that that's something that you guys make a lot of now this time of year. How is that going? It was a Houdini type <laughs> summer to get hay made. Um, you know, usually you can get up on Monday, look at the weather forecast and say, all right, we're going to mow on Tuesday and we'll bail Thursday. If we don't get done, we'll get finished it up on Friday. Mm -hmm. We had to sneak the hay out of the field. Yeah. Um, I was texting a friend of mine that makes hay down at Xenia and it's just black over there and we're bailing out there in the back field and I'm going, I hope, he goes, oh, you're going to get wet and we didn't, <laughs> but we had to quit for a little bit because of the lightning. Yeah. We got three days at a time. Okay. So it was like mow it, get it raked up, get it bailed and, and some of it we didn't get made quite at the time we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so the quality is a little bit different. I think hay is going to be short this year okay. in supply just because guys didn't get it made yeah. uh, when they needed to. Uh, we still had uh, three fields here we got our four cuttings off of, which is normal for us. Okay. And um, so, but it was a trick to get it out of the field. It really was. <laughs> so. Frequent rains, then it sounds like, is kind of what is the problem when it comes to hay, because you need a couple of the. Oh yeah, you need a couple of days to get it in, get it dry, get it mowed, get it dry, and typically for us here, uh, if we mow on Tuesday morning, uh, let it sit Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, rake it up Thursday, and bale it. So it's a three-day, it's a three-day affair for us, because mm -hmm. uh, we bale all dry hay, and um, that's uh, and that's an important part of what we do in the barn as far as that's 60 percent of what the cows eat is dry hay. I was just gonna so. say isn't that yep. important for your, oh, yeah. your cows? Yep yep uh, cow here eats a uh, half a bale a day every day wow. so, so it, half uh, of what we're sitting on right now right yep. per cow so per, cow. per cow a day. Yep. How many cows do you have? Uh, we got 40 wow. milking cows here okay. we're usually right around 40. Okay. So you just have the dairy cows? Mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yep. I grew up across the street from a dairy farm, so I, I love dairy cows. They're beautiful. And they and you make your own ice cream from them. We make our own ice cream here. The cow's milk is uh, goes to cheese. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. We make all of our cheese okay. here mm -hmm. from the cow's milk. So we get a mix to make the ice cream with. Oh, okay. It's yeah. specific to our needs. It's delicious. And uh, so yeah, we they make it specifically for us. Really so neat. that's a long story to <laughs> go into. To is, yeah, yeah, right. We're, we're here talking we'll about weather. Another day. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's go that. back to what it's like, I guess, to be a farmer in Ohio, because it really is just, I mean, a, a farmer anywhere in the United States, but like you said, year to year, season to season, even day to day, I mean, you guys are reliant on what's going on with the weather. Um, it's, and, and can it be frustrating or have you guys just built up a tough skin at this point? Well, it can be frustrating, but it's, it's interesting. Uh, been doing this 40 years and uh, we get to see different patterns um, you know when I was younger um, and I can still remember the Xenia tornado mm -hmm. 430 in the afternoon Gil Whitney on the radio telling us to hang on and we were milking and watching it and um, hail here the size of softballs 
Um, we got those thunderstorms at 4, 4.30 in the afternoon all the time back in the 70s. Uh, it would just get black yeah. southwest of here. All right. Our weather comes from the northwest more now. Okay. And so it's just different patterns. It seems like we don't have all day soaking rains. We used to say, oh, that was a good soaker. It rained all day and all night and what have you. But now it just, we get three inches, boom, yeah. in 20 minutes. And uh, so we've had to adjust for that. Um, maybe driving up and down the road, your viewers have seen a lot of field tile go in um, to help with drainage of farmland. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not really to drain it. It's just to help take care of some of that excess and get it off of the fields in times when, uh, so, you know, that helps alleviate the peaks and valleys of how much water is sitting in the ground. Um, but it just, yeah, it's, it's a little different. You know, every year seems to be different. Right. You know, we have La Nina and El Nino. Yes. And, and so, you know, one winter, uh, we come home from our winter vacation and we hardly used a coat again in the month of March. I think that would have been in uh, 17. Um, and then this year we wore coats till it was the 1st of May. And uh, I think a little bit our season has gotten um, almost changed. You know, we have leap year every four years. It's almost like we need to have leap, leap uh, week and jump spring <laughs> back a week and because our just, fall seems right, to be right to well and like uh the fall of 2016 uh we were out here selling pumpkins on the last day of october in t-shirts yep yeah, that okay that was when i was here it was so hot it was warm yeah when we carved the yeah. pumpkin right yeah, and saying you had two different crops one field did better than the other because right it was, we yeah. planted and we have continued to space our pumpkin we used to plant them all in a right. day or two start on the third of june and finish up on the fourth or fifth now we plant a little bit on the 3rd and plant a little bit on the 10th and then we this year we planted pumpkins on the 3rd of July. Wow. So we have we have adjusted our planting um, to adapt to some of the changes. And I don't really want to call it weather change. I just think it's a cycle that we're into yeah. right now. Uh, they talk about 50 year cycle, 100 year cycles. You know, I Googled, when was the last time it was 100 degrees in Dayton, all right? Well, it's been a while since we've had an actual 100 degree temperature rating. But 88 during the drought, we had them for two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, when Google answered my question, it went clear back to 1881 when it was a miserable summer in Dayton, Ohio in 1881. And I'm like, okay, well, that was way too long ago to talk about. But <laughs> anyways, it just... Uh, uh, but it's funny, though, because as meteorologists, just hearing you talk about this, we do a lot of climatology uh, looking at data. And it, you're like your own climatologist. Right. And you know right. years and cycles and things like that. And I think that that's... Well, you guys used to put when the records are yeah. on the TV screen. And I can't really say that I see that much anymore, but 
or I haven't paid attention, but I used to always get a kick out of, they'd say, oh, it was 85 today, and the record for this date was in 1908. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. So it was way hotter then than it is now. Yeah. And so it just, it's interesting. It's yeah. fun. Keeps you on your toes, clearly. Oh, it just, it, it makes... Uh, makes your job interesting. Makes so it... Not boring. I was getting ready to say entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was better, I guess. Definitely. So, it... Uh, um, you just, uh, it's like a box of Cracker Jacks. You just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> there you go. I like the saying. <laughs> so, of course, it's October pumpkin time. Yep. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what people can do if they already got their pumpkin. Yeah. And if they've carved it. Should they... You know, how can they protect their pumpkins? Do you know what they can do? Once you carve them, what I to say is to mix up some water and some bleach and spray the inside of the pumpkin mm -hmm. with a little bleach. Mm -hmm. And that'll help keep it from turning black inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's not a whole lot you can... What can you do with the pumpkin after Halloween? Because it's going to decay and stuff. Should they just put it in Yeah, can they the put trash? it in their garden? Should they Should put they it in their garden? Compost garden. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people... You'll be amazed how many people say, oh, we took the pumpkin out and threw it in the garden, and next year we had this monstrous pumpkin plant in the garden. Yep, well, the, seeds will, the seeds will make it through the winter, but they're full of fertilizer. Yeah. They're full of uh, potash and phosphorus, and um, so, yeah, all the leftover pumpkins here just get tilled back into next year's crop. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, yep, so, it, uh, oh, yeah, you don't want to throw them in the trash. That would be a waste. They'll just, it'd be surprised, like I said, they're so full of water, yeah. big old pumpkin just wither away into a little bitty thing after a while, so. As, as our pumpkin expert. Keep them from freezing. Yes, yeah. and that's important since we're going to be cold for a while still at night. Um, but let's say like people are going to go out this weekend, they're going to come to Young's and they want to look for a pumpkin. As a pumpkin expert, what should someone look for for the ideal pumpkin? Like, what does it feel like? What does it look like? What, give us a little, <laughs> I want your expert opinion on that. Well, this. how ornery can I be? Uh, as ornery as you want. Looking for pumpkins is like looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got different tastes, all right? So, I mean, I like a nice round, tall enough that I can put a nice face on it mm -hmm. and, and make a worthy, curvy mouth and all that. Um, is there like a feel, like, you know, like, what is it like with avocados? Like you have to like feel them or whatever. Like, yeah, do you want to check if it's hollow? Like, I don't know, if there, is there any trick with that? Well, a good, actually the heavier the pumpkin, the more solid it feels, the harder it is to carve. It's no. Okay. Yeah, I, I grew some pumpkins a couple years ago called Warlocks. All right. And they were like paper thin. Yeah. All right. So they were easy to carve, but I carved one for my wife the other night, and I actually had to go in and trim some of the inside out so that I could make the eyes and mouth look right when the candle come through. So um, that's just time. What about the ridges? I mean, I see some smoothered ones. Oh, you see smooth ones? I like them with ribs on them. Yeah. I think it gives them some character. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, those warlocks were smooth as glass mm -hmm. and paper thin and easy to carve. But I like a pumpkin. You know, we see lots of different colors. Yeah. I have really, uh, my brother and I have really uh, leaned towards the darker orange. Mm -hmm. I just think that makes a better looking pumpkin. I'm not much into uh, pale orange pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And um, What about these green ones? They're a little green. Those just okay. aren't done yet. Yeah. Okay. And actually, a lot of people will 
it's a misnomer they say oh it'll turn orange eventually no it's not like a tomato that once you pick it it'll go ahead and ripen yeah. you cut the stem off of the vine it's you, it's that's done. it mm -hmm. you know but it's unique right and that's one of those that was late yeah you know um the the uh you know pumpkins are pollinated by honeybees Oh yeah. Okay. Talk about this. Yeah. You talked about that when I was here a couple years ago. That's right. Pumpkins are pollinated by honeybees, unlike most other crops. Same with apples mm -hmm. and um, pears, peaches, stuff like that. And so you have a plant with male flowers and female flowers, and the bee has to carry the pollen from the male flower to the female flower. Mm -hmm. No bees, no pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. This was really important. Yeah. And sometimes. If we get a particular weather pattern, the pumpkin will shoot plant will shoot a ton of male flowers, but the female flowers will be slow to come on. Okay, a lot of heat, um, and this process is taking place in July. Okay. So, um, and that pumpkin that you mentioned is green. He might have got pollinated in August. It's amazing how fast once the flowers pollinated and the fruit begins to grow just how fast it'll grow especially yeah. when we have plenty of water but um it, it's just amazing how fast it'll grow you know it's kind of like corn plant mm -hmm. you know they say oh knee high by the fourth of july which that was uh, 50 years ago <laughs> and so now if it's not over our head by july everybody's freaking out but a corn plant can grow and nobody really pays any attention to it but I had a neighbor over here sells uh, seed corn and he had a ruler out in his field and he had um, corn plant grew 31 inches in five days. Wow. Okay. Now we drive up and down the road, we just don't notice it because yeah. it's there, yeah. but it grew 31 inches in five days That's crazy. and there in July when we had uh, nice sun and adequate moisture yeah. and uh, pumpkins the same way. It can just go boop. and so it. Uh, but uh, B has to do his thing, and um, and and then we got pumpkins. I just think that that's important because we always talk about the importance of honeybees, yes. and that's one of those things you don't realize that without that honeybee, you may not have a good crop of pumpkins. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know, in a it few is. months from then. Right, yeah. and you know, so we always make sure we got bees around. Yeah, that's good. And. Um, so there's another orchard just down the street. He's usually got bees around. And so when he gets done with the apple trees, they buzz up here and check out to see if we got any pumpkins. And then they camp out here for the summer. <laughs> nice. So anyways, it's a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's, we're always careful what we do on the farm to make sure we protect the honeybees. That's wonderful, as you should, because so, they are important. If people want to come visit Young's Dairy, how can they find you guys? Yeah. Online? Um, you have a website. Yes, yeah, so we have a website. Yes. I had to think about I was <laughs> going to be honoring again for a second. Um, <laughs> we have a website, Facebook page. Um, come to Yellow Springs and head yeah. north on Route 68. It's not hard to find on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Or just so. ask anybody. Right, yeah, there you go. Anybody around the Miami Valley will tell you how to get to Young's. but. Um, thank you so much, Stuart. This was super educational. Yes. And uh, hopefully if you haven't gotten your pumpkin, you know where you can go. And if you mm -hmm. have gotten it, uh, you know what to do to protect it and, and learn a little bit more about Ohio crops. So exactly. we appreciate you coming out with us. Fun time. Yep. Thank you.
You could find us, remember, uh, in your iTunes store, on Google Play, Stitcher, as well as WHIO.com in the radio on demand section. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.